Hello, my name is Joe Trier and welcome to the frozen north. It has been two years since the sun failed to rise. Two years of terror and isolation because Icewind Dale has become trapped in a perpetual winter with no escape. To the south, furious blizzards make the mountain passes through the, through the spine of the world unpassable. To the west and north, the sea of moving ice, and to the east, the mighty Redhead Glacier. No one gets in, and no one gets out. Today, our camera zooms in to Bryn Shanda, the largest, largest of the settlements of Icewind Dale. Surrounded by a high wall that once, once defended the town from monsters and barbarians, it now struggles against the icy wind and cold. As we look across the stone dwellings, each half buried in snow, we see no sign of life. No sign of any of the 1,000 plus souls that call this outpost home. That is, until a bell tolls, low and sonorous. It is joined by others in a mournful funeral dirge as one by one the doors open and figures clad in furs exit their homes and businesses. No one stays behind. No one ignores the call for the bell signal, the weekly drawing, the weekly sacrifice to Oriel, the Frost Maiden. As the figures make their way towards the town square, they know that one of them will be chosen for death in the hope of appeasing the bitter goddess who has ruled their lives for over two years. Our camera zooms in again on three figures. Welcome to the show, guys. We are going to start off with Owen. So, Owen, um, can you describe Zalfiz as he strolls through the town surrounded by the, the crowds? I can, but first we're going to say he's around Zencaster so we can record this. I, I, that's probably a good idea. I will do that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Technical issues. So, um, Zalfiz is a gnome artificer. He's been in um, the Icewind Dales for the better part of two years, having come here on the search for um, black ice and mysterious um, magical ice he's heard tale of um, and saw some briefly in our first episode. He has a little mechanical penguin called Lady Penguin or Penelope Guinevere uh, and he's rocking around in kind of just your standard sciencey winter clothes. That white like science coat that's just fur lined basically. <laughs> it's Bandoliers basically the coat, that the, the coat that the rebels wore in half basically. Yeah pretty much that's what he is. He's effectively cosplaying Luke. With a little BB-8 penguin. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> along the side. <laughs> yeah. uh, and next up, I guess, uh, is is Graham, or I should say Curran, playing Graham. Welcome back to the show. Uh, tell us a bit about your character and how he's reacting to strolling through the crowds. Well, he's, um, he's probably very slyly pickpocketing the odd person here and there just to see what they've got. This is the... <laughs> Graham is a sort of short... Um, well, not short. He's a stocky build um man who likes to have these big like big jacket where he's constantly hiding things in different pockets and different areas he's got short shoulder length hair and uh i'm just sort of bumping into people here and there casually you know that's nice. a nice watch maybe put it back maybe hand it to someone else who knows just just on their way to death then you're and towering above you both is Niall's character. Welcome back to say, Niall, tell us about Gon. Hey there, I am playing Gon. Gon is a, he's a six foot something, no, he's a seven or eight foot, um, <clears throat> uh, Fairbog Druid, who, yeah, he's just big, scruffy, unkempt, kind, gentle giant. Uh, doesn't like really being in Brinchandra that much, doesn't like being around civilization that much. He, He's used to living out in the kind of wilds in the forest with his with his clan, but uh, events have happened that have brought him to to this town. And we might touch upon some of those events today, but as you march through the town, the mood is very, very low and somber. No one's talking. Maybe kind of in front of you is is a family, father and mother with two kids, sort of walking along because every, anyone and everyone has their name in this drawing. Um, Whenever you pass by a road, you see signs of guards. Now, there's there's not that many guards in Bryn Shadow. As I said, there's about 1,200 people. But those guards have spaced themselves out to make sure that no one gets away. And they will also do a house-to-house -house search while the drawing takes place. 
it is very, very strict and very, very serious. And in fact, hardly anyone, if anyone would stay behind because it has been chosen as the only way of possibly saving yourselves from the Frost Maiden. I do say no one would stay behind because Zalfez, as you're kind of glancing around, you look up and you look to a building. Now, this is a building that you look at every single day. This particular wall, this particular place in Brinshander, you check avidly and carefully. Usually, there is nothing for you to see. However, today, your eyes widen as marked upon the wall in red chalk is a crude image. For those of who do notice it, would probably think it's maybe a crude you in common. But you know there's a picture of a heart. Okay, so Zalvas uh, sees this um, symbol and he recognizes it as a harp, but doesn't want to kind of twig that, or let on to anyone that he's looking at this image or perturbed by this image. Um, and he turns to Gon and Graham. Uh, I'm just wrong voice. I'm going to go back to my standard voice. Uh, <laughs> 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 Guys, I got a. Uh, I need it. Uh, I, I need to go. I've I've something left back in my workshop. Something uh, the matter? Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, you know my experiments, my vastly successful experiments that never go wrong. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've left something cooking back in the workshop, which could be really bad. Uh, could make a lot of noise, cause a lot of it. Like something could. It might blow up. Some people might say blow up. Um, my workshop and like the guards will all come looking and find. All of the stuff we've been researching, I've notes there about you crashing from the sky that might ask for questions oh, about what we're doing. So that's not good. Well, I need distraction so I can. Down. Well, yeah, the church is important too. Like, forget about my <laughs> workshop, but the church is also. Like, I need distraction so I can get away. Can you do something? Um, I suppose. Um, so when I look around, everyone's just kind of headed towards this. Yeah, very somber, heads down. The only people yeah. that are paying attention are the guards on either side. And because you've mm-hmm. kind of paused, people are now sort of walking around you. Mm-hmm. And so the guards aren't like, they're not coming over. <coughs> you kind of are in their attention. So I start, I, I'm, I'm kind of like, <laughs> look, I'm looking at Gone. I'm like, Gra- Graham, follow, 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 my, uh, follow my lead. Oh, um, <clears throat> yes. So... Gon is going to kind of, he's so big, so he's going to, he's going to kind of crouch down. So he, he's hunched in a, a bit more out of the way and he's just kind of hiding and he's going to go, oh my God, a bear. And he, he's going to like, he's going to point and hope Graham points and he's going to use, um, it's a, I believe it's a druid feature called Hidden Step where basically he can turn invisible until, okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad idea. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He, he, really idea he can he can turn invisible until the start of my next turn. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to basically where I pointed. I'm going to run in that direction using hidden step and go around the corner behind a building and use wild shape and turn into a bear and then run around the corner <laughs> roaring. <laughs> okay. He's All right. A goddamn genius. So as your voice echoes out, everyone turns in your direction and they pause for a moment. I think I'd like a deception roll. Let's have a deception oh, roll to see no. how they react. Uh, I'm going to point as well. Can I assist? Yeah, can yeah you absolutely. Get advantage with, with him helping me? Yeah, you can have Because I've got minus <laughs> one. All right. So. If you'd prefer, you can use intimidate as your voice echoes out across the whole uh, well, I got a, the, the street. You know what? I've also got a minus one to intimidate. So, um... <laughs> How are you eight foot tall and you're not you're like the cuddliest giant there is? <laughs> Okay, I got a 14 and a 6, so I'll take the 14. Does that succeed? 14. Well, people are looking scared. Like, the, the couple in front of you, their two kids start crying, and the, the husband kind of grabs onto one, and the wife wraps around protectively, and you disappear. And that in itself is slightly confusing. And I think that's causing issue until you appear as a bear <laughs> in the direction you're, 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 um, you've, you've pointed. So, uh, Curran, Graham, what do you do as this bear appears in a side street? Probably I, quite I, I jump between, as, as I jump between the, the people and the guards and the bear, and I'm like, fear not, everyone, I am a, an expert animal handler. Simply stay calm, move back, everyone, 
Stay calm. I said stay calm. You, sir. No, no closer. I'm talking to the, the guard. I'm like, back off. Trust, trust me. I have everything is under control. Right. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so as you kind of push by the guard, he falls in behind you and starts following. And his partner brings his halberd up and blocks the streets and so no one else can follow you. Um, mm-hmm. What are you doing as you, you disappear, as, as the making... bear disappears off? <laughs> I start making hand gestures going, oh, oh, see the bear, it's working. It's working. Everyone remain calm. And everyone just watches Everybody me. Everybody do as of... I do. <laughs> 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 we and and Niall, like Niall, what are you doing as a bear? How are you going to, are you leading them off? Are you staying here to fight? <clears throat> What's the plan? Um, I'm going to run off a bit. Actually, no, I'm going to climb up the building next to me, mm-hmm. up onto the roof of it, and then just like, just keep on roaring and making a fuss and just like kicking snow off the roof. Just being, being a nuisance. Making a fuss. Okay, so the guard next to you, Graham, has pulled out his crossbow and he's making a, a move to shoot at Gon the bear. Ooh. So I knock his crossbow and I'm, I'm like, no, you fool. This is only a cub. If, if the mother is called, we'll all die. All of us. <laughs> okay meanwhile Zalfiz, this sounds like a pretty good uh distraction everyone's kind of looking <laughs> in that direction even the guards that are blocking the street are kind of confused at why a giant bear cub is climbed up onto the roof and appears to be kind of like going growl and it's stopping the kicks no making a fuss <laughs> Um, so you do make your way through the side streets. Now, this is very, very unusual. You've not had this sign appear on the wall for quite a while. And you, you head down the side streets and then you use a few tricks that you know of, a few secret <clears throat> ways to eventually find your way to the lake where in a ice lodged ship in a cabin, someone is waiting for you. Now, each of the Harper agents who are active within 10 towns will come here once a month to report. You do that anyway, and you have a specific time and a specific day when you will do so. But the red Harper sign means that there is an emergency. And to make sure that no one or the person knocking on the door or arriving at the door is actually the right person you each have a secret call sign so as you approach the door to the cabin what is your harper call sign (laughs) oh definitely emperor penguin so again you're facing the closed door so this could be like a knock it could be a sound it could be something oh sorry i thought you meant like like i thought like with a radio it's like you know (laughs) (laughs) the sound Uh, of a dying giraffe no (laughs) Oh man, I didn't know there was going to be a quiz. Um, <laughs> so he's going to go up to the door, kind of. I imagine it's like one of those eye sits that you know you see in the like shady gangster movies when they're looking out to the door. Just knock lightly and go. I am the brains. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even ask me for call signs. I came up with it myself. Probably I'm the only one who does. This. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think they probably chose it for you because I mean you are the brain. I am the brain. Well known for it. <laughs> So, the door opens and you are faced with two figures. They're sitting in the darkness of this cabin. It's it's not a nice place, obviously. It's waterlogged and very rarely visited. Uh, One of them you know well. This is your Harper agent. She's called Jasmine, or at least that's what she goes by. And she is dressed as usual as an absolutely filthy beggar. She uses this as her disguise to gather news around Ten Towns. And she stood there next to someone you don't know. Orla, welcome back to the, or welcome to the show. It's great to have you on. Uh, could you tell us a bit about your character? What are they called and what do they look like? Yeah, I, uh, I come back. Oh, hold on one second. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> well, we'll let's do ourselves for a sec. Oh my God, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> If you I was so I like worried the headphones weren't going to fit over this wig. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, God. I've sitting beside this wig for like an hour. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, we, you've outdone yourself. I think the others need to bring wigs next week. 
I already I'm look like my yeah. character. I'm not dressing up. <laughs> I'm already sitting. You'd have to paint yourself blue. That'd be a real undertaking. Good call. Chat. Uh, a couple of subs there, and I'll paint myself blue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already subbing, man. Give me a second. Yeah. Well, Disa sort of is small. She's only about like just hitting five foot. Uh, she's dressed in pretty standard, like not fancy, not pretty nondescript, got a hood up. Um, and, you know, kind of a bit weird, kind of wearing like, like, oh, like dwarfish, dwarven runes on her clothes, got the big hair, got like, like a little, you know, got where very much like bagpipes, the whole thing's going on. <laughs> and, um, but like, you know, she kind of tosses the uh, the hood back, gives you a little smile, and you're like, pretty sure she's a half elf. But you're like, not, you know. You know. <laughs> That's okay, fantastic. The same. I was a skater kid, but not really a skater when I was younger. <laughs> so Jasmine, the your Harper lead agent, turns to you both and goes, "So, Disa, you were just telling us about the report from Ten Towns. What have you discovered since our last meeting?" Oh. Do you have anything more to report? Lisa? Sorry. Uh, I <laughs> um well the uh the problem is that there's a lot a bit of uh there was something heard about uh, a white dragon, but people weren't overly sure. That is worrying. The white dragon has been seen all over to, all over the dale recently. It's almost like it's hunting for something. No, that's fantastic, well, terrible news, and I'm glad you brought it to our attention. Zalfiz, um, obviously yes. I, don't, I don't need to ask too much about what you're doing. The uh, tales of your exploits have made it all across the Dale, but obviously we've not checked in for, well, quite a while. Do you have anything else to report? Uh, no, the reason, the reason I haven't checked in is I keep getting told where this black ice is, I get there and then it's gone or it's some sort of size more about this black eyes you do realize that it's a myth i mean if it's a myth then why did that whole building get flattened in dugan's hole i mean well look i'm a powerful very very smart uh no like very smart but no like there's no fuel bomb magic that could have caused that okay well i i trust you um so you said you heard reports Reports of black ice across the dale, or is this a rumor you've heard? Um, it's, they're, they're, what's the difference between a report and a rumor? People have reported to me that there is black ice. Yes. Okay. Um, I'll take that on board. And it's good to know. We'll we'll continue adding it to our investigations, and you continue looking into it. But I have called you both here for a reason, and it's a very worrying one. Um, we have an agent who we have lost contact with. He had managed to get hold of a book, a strange ancient tome, by his reckoning, over 2,000 years, and he believed that within it held the answer to the very problem we are all facing. He believed within its pages was a way to defeat the rhyme of the Frostmaiden. And, well, I mean, obviously this is, this, this would be incredible, he hired an artificer, um, a, a gnome named Cooper from East Haven. I don't suppose you know them, Zalfiz. I uh, can't say that I do. He must be very good at what he does. Well, maybe, maybe not. Either way, they headed off um, into the north, past Lonely Wood, to a, a black cabin, somewhere that has a, a dark and dismal reputation, but obviously somewhere that no one would bother him. And, well, we haven't heard from him in over, well, almost a ten-day now. I was hoping maybe the two of you and your companion self is, if, if you're willing, if they're willing, would head north, find this black cabin, and find news of Macridius. If he's still alive, and he's working on this, this invention, this creation that could stop the rhyme, then, well, you need to help him, bring him the supplies he needs. And if he is no longer living, if there has been a problem, then I need you to return this book. Okay, so just just so I'm clear, 
Guy says he's magic, a magical ancient book that solves all of the problems of, you know, the northern half of this uh, plane. Disappears for a while. And if I exactly find him, right. I, should, I should help him? Like, we're not worried that he's, like, trying to lock us all in here or become, like, some sort of ice god king thing? Like, um, She smiles and says, yes, you're, you're right to be suspicious, Alphids. Um, but no, Macrivius pretty pretty evil. It's a pretty evil no, no, he's a, he's a sage and a cleric of Lethlander. He is one of the most religious. Not, I got it. Yes, he, he's he's one of the most irritating people I've ever met. But beyond that, he is also a devout, devout, goodly person with some well incredible research. Even before he found this book, he was well. If, if, if I've met anyone who could help us out of the rhyme, then this is the person. Um, you'll find the the supplies have already believe, delivered to your home, Zelfis. They're in the church. And if you could leave as soon as possible, because he was meant to check in three days ago, and he hasn't done. Okay, so, okay. Well, I, I'll take on this very dangerous mission. It just seems like a bit drastic to, you know, use the emergency red harp symbol for hey i need you to go to the shops bring these you know groceries to some previous fella of course that's fair and but the red harp as you know is, is exactly for this there is an emergency come immediately if you see the black harp then you'll know what's what's what <coughs> oh okay uh, look I'm, I'm a real i'm real happy to be part of that you've been real good to me you've really helped with my investigation and search so they, not not knocking it just saying Okay, I mean, it's not black ice, but I, I mean, I'll, I'll help. I'll help. Okay, uh, so Disa, are you, are you willing to join Zelfiz? Obviously, you've never worked with him before. Oh, oh yeah, but but he seems really nice, so I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> I I just have one question. It's only that it came up, and I um, I actually don't know what happens when I see a black harp. I think I forgot. What is what? I am also wondering what is what. That's a very... <laughs> grammatically, it's a questionable sentence to begin with. So as the, the camera fades, she looks at us. It's a great way to get out of the scene. <laughs> she takes a deep breath. And so, <laughs> so meanwhile, we have left Con on a roof as a dancing pair with Graham below distracting the guards. So I, I don't want to spend a great deal of time on this <laughs> He's already fucked well, around with two idiots already. Basically, if Gon sees that that um, that, that Zelfis is gone, what he's going to do is he's going to run around to the other side of the roof where he's kind of out of sight, and he's going to uh, shape shift into a cat and just jump down and run back to the church. <laughs> okay, so you're running back to the church. Gone. So are you heading back to the church or are you heading to the town square with the rest of the crowds? Actually, no. Yeah, he'll go to another alleyway and like change back to Gon and then. Just walk walk back into the crowd of people and find find Graham. And be like, uh, I'm I'm here. I I, I think that worked. I don't see that Zalfiz anywhere. No, it definitely worked. Um, I like, push past the guards. Like, sorry, this is my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, Graham. What are you doing? You no, don't know no, anything was, about bears. <laughs> I was, what do you mean? I am the the expert on bears in this region. <laughs> okay, okay, whatever you say, buddy. And pat his shoulder, yeah. and I'll, I'll walk him back towards the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> so the crowd has moved on at this point, and the two very confused guards are sort of have literally no idea what's just happened. They're still looking for the bear. Um, probably not angry, more confused by the whole situation. But all the guards behind you that have been marking the alleys have basically moved on and you've sort of herded into this main square where the speaker has already started his spiel. Now, you have heard this quite a few times and obviously neither of you are members of the town as such. You're almost just passing through. So I don't know how you'd feel about this. But he's basically saying something like, well, it's really good, everyone, that you've gathered here in such a, a sort of somber event and all. And well, um, it's 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 not the best, really. But here we have everyone's name in this, and he has this huge jar ahead. And I will be picking out one of you to make the ultimate sacrifice for the whole town. Obviously, I know some of you have put your name in more than once, and we opened this up two weeks ago. So if you do want to, um, you know, put in your name more than once and have a greater sort of risk you will get a reward from us obviously 
Um, there's food and there's various other rewards for doing so, which we very much appreciate. Um, and obviously, that's not good, but obviously, you know, and he sort of mumbles on through this really, really long speech. And the mood of the crowd is very, very negative and increasingly angry. And you can see that even the guards themselves clutching their weapons mm. are looking furious because they themselves have their names in this pot. Um, Graham, you're probably the newest to this. How do you, this is maybe in the second or probably the second time you've seen this. How do you feel about this sacrifice and about the way the speaker's approaching this? I'm not feeling good. <laughs> I think it's, uh, I'm not sure whether it's necessary or not. This is the, I, I don't know what it's for exactly. Is it the, it's the sacrifice to appease something? Is it? Yeah, I mean, maybe you don't know. Maybe you don't know. Um, so he, he continues kind of rambling on. So, um, okay, everybody, I'm, I'm going to reach in and pull out a name. Obviously, if this is you, you have to. You will be sacrificed for the great good. Our angry overlord has chosen this to be the way to appease her. And he reaches in and he pulls out a blue, looks like a marble, and he holds it up. And he says a name, and as he says the name, from the back of the crowd, there is like an agonized scream as a man kind of re puts his hand up and the crowd step away from him and there's this sort of increasing circle and he, he tries to get away. He's like, no, please, no! And he tries to dart between the guards who all grab hold of him and he's lifted up. Um, while this is happening, what are you doing, God? John is not like he's lived in in, in 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 Dale for all of his life, but he's never really seen this kind of stuff going on. <clears throat> and like even this is the first time he's been in town between kind of um rests and stuff like that where he's been involved in this. He's shocked. He doesn't know what's going on. He is disgusted and he is more reinforced by the fact that he does not like civilization as a whole. <laughs> Um, he's he's just he's standing he's he's watching very uncomfortably and he kind of, he wants to do something but he also feels like the numbers are way too far against him to actually do anything. So the crowd probably have a very similar attitude and the man is stripped of clothes, all basically down to his underclothes in this freezing cold. I think it's like minus forty five, not including wind chill, um, in Icewind Dale right now. And he is carried to the edge of the town and there's there's kind of a procession, almost like a, a funeral procession, and there is this sort of low hum as people are sort of acknowledging his sacrifice and the doors are open and he is literally just tossed out into the blizzard and the doors are closed behind and people go their separate ways. There's no more sad. I really, um, <clears throat> I don't like this. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> this is, um, this is just disgusting, to be honest. Well, yeah. why do people put up with it? What difference does it make? Does it make a difference? I don't even know what it's for. So, if I maybe grab a guard for a second, and or if I like <clears throat> while they're dispersing, I'm like, uh, "Excuse me, God, what's happening to that man?" The guy turns to you, and he looks really genuine, upset. Like there's, I mean, for a, for a huge burly man, he actually has mm. tears going down his eyes, and he kind of wipes away a tear and goes, "What do you mean? What's happened to him? What will they do to him?" It's not what we'll do to him. We've he's he's saving us. He's been taken by the Frost Maiden. It's the only way to appease her. Without the sacrifice of him and everybody else. He um, <laughs> we'd all be dead. We may we may die anyway, but their sacrifice has given us these precious weeks. But the sacrifice itself <clears throat> uh where do they what how are they sacrificed well you've just seen they're thrown out into the wilderness he'll wander for a time i'm sure but we've never found the bodies in what he was wearing he should be dead in minutes we do this every week we've never once found the bodies not once would gone having lived in like kind of like forests and stuff like that like not in civilization but they have ever found dead bodies just dead from being frozen no no none none that would fit this mo 
No. Mm. Okay. Mm. Anyway, I need to go tell his wife. I need to, I'm sorry, as she knows, of course. I need to go. I need to go see if she's okay. Obviously, um, we found they'll be provided for as part of the the gift of the sacrifice. Have has anyone ever followed or tracked the person Don't to see what insane. happens? Don't be insane. You can't anger the Frost Maiden more than we've already done. Then why would it be insane if she can't get any more angry? <laughs> he kind of looks at you almost sort of pityingly <laughs> and says, I wouldn't. I really wouldn't. Anyway, just I've give like a little bit of an elbow nudge to, to go on. I'm like, what did you get that Okay. And, and let's, <laughs> let's have the camera camera fades where you're all in the, the church of Lathlanda um, where I guess let, let's kind of move on a little bit so Zalf is and Dies is it Diesa? am I pronouncing it right Ola? Is it Disa? Disa. Disa have told you about your mission to head to the Black Cabin um, and I guess do you want to gather any supplies before you leave assuming you are going to leave so Zalf is going to have his standard crossbow, quivers, um, his crossbow, his quiver, his standard kind of artificial stuff. So there's nothing particularly new for me to bring, I don't think. And whatever the shopping list is for your men. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, and the supplies that we know we're supposed to bring, but this is used to the cold and traveling between the towns here. So she doesn't, everything she needs, she has on her. Excellent. Okay. Um, anyone else want to say, Graham or, or Gan, Gon, do you want to bring anything extra or just what you've already got on your equipment list? Just, I think, oh, actually, one of the things I did over the last week while um, there was some downtime or, or whatever, um, or however long we had, um, Gon did um, go out into the forest and gather some materials for uh, crafting and uh, using his herbalism kit, he made some small potions, Excellent. Uh, okay. smaller um, potions of healing. So one of the, the, the things that I really like about the way we're playing and also the way that this, this book is structured is we can very much use the downtime, activ downtime activities. So this has been a 10 day since our last adventure, so you've all had the opportunity to do that. We'll discuss that out of, uh, out of the show. So it's a, it's a really cool mechanic and I definitely recommend getting Xanthus Guide to Everything if you haven't already. It's a great book. <laughs> um, so he's made three potions from that. <clears throat> Um, so without additional funds, I think probably even stretching to a dog sled is beyond your current means. So it will be a long walk, first to Termalane, probably a night in Termalane, then a, a walk to Lonely Wood. Um, obviously, Termalane is where we had our second adventure, where you met the kobolds in the mine. Um, Lonely Wood is not somewhere you've been before. When you arrive at Lonely Wood, you are going to have a choice. Um, the Black Cabin is the other side of the wood. So you can either take a direct route straight through Lonely Wood, which will be a harder trek, and there are rumours of a few creatures within the wood, particularly a white stag has been murdering woodcutters. Or you can go around the the Lonely Wood, which would be obviously a further a much further journey, but potentially safer and also an easier travel. How would you like to proceed? I would like to say that we could go through because Gon is at one with nature, but we know that <laughs> those rolls don't always go my way. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I have to say that going through the wood sounds like the better story. Yeah, look, guys, I mean, we can, we, I, I'm, we're fine. It's a stag. We can surely handle it with, with your prowess, physical prowess, and my brains. I mean, it's a lonely woods. There's probably nothing there, right? It's, probably, it's a nice name for a woods. It never happens bad in the Lonely Woods. I, I'm pretty sure that's the exact opposite of what they usually say about the Lonely Woods. I'm not an outdoors right. guy. What can I say? I'm, I'm <laughs> more a science and uh, lab kind of guy. Bad, bad things happen in the Lonely Woods. I think that's the figure of speech, yeah. Uh, it'll, it'll be okay. I I can I can handle, you know, the wilderness in there and a, a stag. I, I think I could Soothe it or keep it from trying to murder us. So uh, if, it, if it cuts some time off our travel, I don't think we want to be out in this weather much more. I just got the image of a, of a raving mad bachelor party for those from America. Because that's what we call stag <laughs> parties over here. <laughs> <laughs> I can save you from the stag, yeah. Someone <laughs> <laughs> can save us so, from the stag. I guess, we're, I guess we're going through the woods? Question mark? 
Okay, so you two lived the last bastion of civilization and head into the darkness of the forest. Immediately, it's a very, very different feeling. The wind stops and there is almost silence. The ground below is earthen but frozen solid into, into icy permafrost. And every step, every crackle, every breath seems to echo around you. And as you march your way through throughout the day, you feel the trees getting closer and closer and you do have this horrible impression that you are being watched around sort of mid-afternoon you do hear a howl from the east that matches no animal no beast any of you have ever heard of and you do worry that whatever's watching you is very very attentive to your every move to see how fast you make it through the wood particularly to see if you can arrive at the edge before nightfall i'd like a survival roll so who has the highest survival i'd like to believe it's me but it's probably it's surely not. Niall, but he's got the worst <laughs> look so can we, can, we, can we take a vote <laughs> i i have a plus two <clears throat> i guess who's taking the lead is what i'm a plus asking. zero uh, i think Niall sure probably has plus three does he I got plus three, yeah. Okay. Hey guys, we well, get to get lost. In, one. <laughs> we get to get lost and not even like get to our final, final destination. Could I, could I assist? Because I'm also a local. Could I be like helping? Are you are you local to the northern part of Icewind Dales, or the, at least? Yeah, because I'm functionally a dwarf. So yeah. Sure. I mean, actually, um, the mountain is to your east, where many of the dwarven mines are. This is probably not that unfamiliar to you. So yeah, okay, I'll let you roll with advantage. Oh yes. Okay, so I got a 14 and 10. 10 you're you're okay. the worst, a plus 3. <laughs> plus 3, and I can only manage a 14. Honestly, I thought that 7 was going to roll over onto the 1, so I'm, I'm okay with <laughs> it. If 14 was a higher roll, it was a 11 plus 3. Okay, so 14 is not good enough. Damn it. So you reach the northern part of the wood, and you don't believe that you're lost, but you've also not been able to move quickly, or at least as quick as you'd like. And you have the choice now. You can push on through the darkness and hope to get to the Black Lodge, sorry, the Black Cabin, sometime around midnight, at least if it is where it says it is. Or you can make camp. What would you like to do? Um, I don't know about you guys, but I don't feel particularly good about being in here overnight. I've not felt comfortable since we've been in here. I think but, we should But Gon, couldn't you simply <clears throat> magic one of those bonfires? Wonderful. <laughs> I could do that. We could start a fire. Always That's fine. Good. But yeah. that also attracts In the woods. Of... Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I think with the uh, with the, the permafrost that's across the land, we don't need to worry about setting it on fire. But but I think um, anything. Ah, uh, science. <clears throat> I think. Um, I don't know, Gon. It's been that kind of two years. You just can't tell anymore. Well, if you guys want to camp here, let's go for it. Um, I just, I don't feel comfortable. I mean, we, we can keep moving. He's got a lovely little cabin and lodge, um, my friend told me about. I, I'm i not sure that is what she said, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I took the cliff notes. Bring, bring this stuff, this guy, in this house. So it, Where he might have been horribly murdered. Or he might be saving the world. I mean, it's, it's a real I mean, yeah, us. sure, he might be saving the world, but like he could also be horribly murdered. So. But, but there's still a house. There's nothing about the house being knocked, so we can still sleep in the house. Is there right. any, like, um, <laughs> smaller animals, like birds or rabbits or anything around that I, we can see? Curiously silent. Now, I'm not saying there isn't any, or there aren't any, but even for a frozen forest, it does seem unusually devoid of any kind of life. But mm. if you'd like to give me a survival roll, and um, you can see if you've spotted him. All right. I'll do that. I got a plan, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I got a 15. 12 a 15 plus 3. is good enough. Yeah, you managed to find a brace of white hairs. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. I was, my throat is... I've got... Um, I'm going to use uh, Speech of Beast and Leaf, and I'm going to kind of try to communicate with the, the rabbits to kind of encourage them to show us to the nearest exit out of the forest from where we are. Like the nearest edge of the forest. 
those exit signs above a tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the rabbit looks up and goes, I'm not, I'm not sure. What are you looking for? I've got a nice burrow. If you want to follow me, I've got I've got a little burrow down here if you want to see. It's, it's probably a bit big, a bit small for someone like you, but if you curl up in the leaves nearby, I'm, I'm sure you can find something a bit warmer than here. You've chosen quite a windy spot, if I do say so myself. Mm. The gun's just like, mm, um... <laughs> no, we're gonna eat you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bring his club down. <laughs> I've got dinner. <laughs> um, Gon just shakes his head and turns away. He was hoping to find a bird because they can get above the trees at least. All right, goodbye then. It's nice to meet you both. All right, goodbye. Hmm. Comes back. Mm. No luck. Well, so you settle in for the night and for those of you that are not used to living outside of civilization even the poor civilization that 10 towns offers it is going to be a miserable one um it will not count as a long rest but i don't believe anyone has used any powers obviously it's been more than a, it's been a long travel already since Bryn Shanda. um i'd like to know what your watch timings are who is gonna who's gonna go first who's gonna go last i can go first that's no problem or in character, I guess. Um, I I'll I'll take the first watch overnight. Um, I'll take second. Graham, thank um, you. Not not to be difficult, but can you uh, can you see in the dark? You make a good point. I cannot. <laughs> it, it's but, only that I I think all the rest of us can, and maybe just yourself maybe can't see in the dark. I have maybe, maybe maybe the big guy comes with the the three foot. You know, three and a half foot uh, guy who can see. I mean, I can call out sports swing a club pretty good. <laughs> no, no, uh, I think isn't. I think yeah, uh, Don can see in the dark. It was it was Graham. I, I wasn't sure whether you yeah, could Graham's see human. in the dark. Gone. Yeah, no, I can't see. No, uh, but um, can? yeah, it's sure, no, I can't have dark vision. How about we do pairings? We do me and uh, the brains, and then. Yay! Uh, Graham Under and Lisa, you guys can do a watch afterwards. Absolutely. Okay. Then get some sleep, and we'll we'll keep an eye out. Okay. Are you going to do? You going to do it in shifts, or are you doing half the night each? Half the night each, I think. Okay. So who's going first? It sounds like Gon and uh, Zalfir are going first, and then Graham and Disa are going second. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. It is a long and miserable night, but in the early hours. As Disa and Graham are sharing stories, particularly of, I mean, there's been some quite serious events over the past few ten days. You look up from the crackling fire and see something in the dark. But first, it appears to be nothing. You kind of look up. What was that? Did I see anything or not? Then you glance to the side and you see it again. And it's a ghostly silhouette. Something seeming to be made only of mist seems to be a gnome a gnome crying out in pain and as you look at him or is it him he disappears in the darkness moving very very quickly to the point that if you wait behind and wake the others he will be gone I can't even see him right because I'm human well, no you <laughs> absolutely can he's got an, el an eldritch glow can oh, I just okay. ask because Orla has forgotten this, but not necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. The person we're going to in the cabin, is he meant to be a gnome as well? Is... He was human. Oh, he was human, the person in the cabin. Yeah, yes, but, but he the did. He, the gnome. artificer, he did have a gnomish yeah. artificer. Yeah. He had a gnomish artificer, and somebody had mentioned a gnome. So yeah, yeah. Hmm. So this was seen by, on, on their watch, you said, was it? Yeah. Okay. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? going right now disappearing <laughs> yeah this is like don't I, I don't think we should no that's no. that's no. to be like okay no. fair enough <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of the night passes uneventfully and as i said you don't benefit from any long long rests and you all awake feeling tired achy and cold to the bone 
but you head off in the cold morning light although obviously you don't really get light <laughs> in the ten towns right now so the cold morning gloom <laughs> and um start hiking your way through the forest it's not long um maybe only a matter of two or three hours before you emerge into the frozen tundra beyond and you gaze apart across the empty wilderness but you know where you're going and you carry on hiking through until eventually you see the rise where the black cabin is rumored to stay. I do have a description. So there's, I mean, I haven't used many of them actually, but there are some awesome descriptions in this book. And I think this is one I'm going to use. So perched on the edge of a snowy ridge above a gorge is a black lodge on wooden stilts. Whatever path may have led to this ramshackle retreat lies buried under snow. Icy steps climb to a, a snow-covered walkway that clings to the south side of the structure. The building's slumped posture and sagging snow-covered roof, coupled with the broken windows and loose flapping shutters, suggest utter abandonment. Large snowdrifts huddle around the rotting stilts and engulf a nearby woodshed and outhouse. Only the wind visits the sinister place. Like I told you guys, a house that we could have camped in. So, um, how was your watch? Did you see anything? We just saw, like, nothing. A rabbit, maybe. Um, well, we did see ghost. a ghost. Yeah, ghost. A ghost. So we we trekked for the, the better part of the day. And ghosts, we were bored. Ever. We played I Spy, and you didn't mention ghosts. It was oh, a... And sorry, you know what else? I spy We've actually got I some whiskey. <laughs> Anybody want whiskey? I've got that too. I actually totally forgot. Um, we saw the ghost of a gnome. Oh yes. Uh, a, a gnome? What did he? Yes. Other than a gnome, like what did he look like? Did he? So I put my hands up in front of my face and I'm like, put fingers together. I'm looking. Looked quite a bit like you, Zalfis. Well, I think um. That is offensive, sir. <laughs> he looked. He looked. I mean, it was hard to say because he just looked dead like he was like a ghost he was like mist so he didn't really look like, like anybody he looked like a he looked like a ghost oh look it's true I, my complexion is pale because i don't go out much but we i mean my friend i, I said we're bringing this to a human called uh macrevious macrevious uh, he has a gnome artificer friend um i'm not sure like, he does anymore Zelfus. i <laughs> <laughs> might have been important to like was it all the way back at the last camp you saw this um, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, right. Good. Good hustle. Maybe next time we we call a team meeting if we see anything <laughs> interesting. Yeah. I <laughs> didn't want to pen. tell you because I didn't want you to go looking for the ghost. I, I mean, I, fair enough. I mean, I wasn't going to go ghost hunting. This isn't. This isn't some sort of silly reality TV show. I don't exist. <laughs> Uh, this isn't, this silly isn't some thing called ghost cops. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> let's just let's just get in, drop off this bag of crap to Macrius, and then go back looking for black ice. So as you approach the cabin, you realise that the stilts were probably not well. The cabin itself probably wasn't actually that far from the ground originally. The stilts are twenty foot, if not higher. The cabin's on stilts, 20 foot or higher above the ground, but all the snow underneath it looks like it's been forced away, and the cabin is, is, is basically on stilts. It looks really strange. You can see underneath it. There's a series of steps that go up, um, and there's this kind of walkway that goes around the western part of the, the cabin itself. Quite a delightful uh... Summer home, this seems to be. I assume we're gonna, we're gonna just work. Selfish just wants to get this what he what he views as a bullshit task done. <laughs> so like, gonna pull up to the door or a window and try and just look in or like, as I'm approaching, at least just shout hello. Yeah. So yeah. you'll have to climb up the steps um, to to get to the to get onto the walkway. The to the north of the cabin is an enormous gorge, and the the cabin itself is kind of overhanging the gorge. Um, but the steps lead up. I mean, they're icy and slippery, but you can get onto this walkway which walks around the outside of the cabin. 
what I'm trying to say, I'm probably describing incredibly badly, is the cabin is on stilts and raised above you, the ground. You said so stilts you, like nine times. We got that. Yeah, yeah. How high <laughs> is it raised above? Like, so over 20 feet. Okay, so it's, yeah. Okay, okay maybe that bit yeah. can come across. It's a treehouse. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, knock, knock? I'd like, I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, I think maybe, um, I don't know. I, like, take out my rapier and I'm going to, like, poke the stairs ahead of me to see do like do they collapse are they are they sturdy um so they, they look very old and yeah they, they don't look particularly sturdy um you think they'll probably hold your weight but you know you wouldn't bet a thousand gold pieces on it <laughs> what about my weight all right you can turn into a cat Gon is not going to walk up the center of the stairs. He's going to walk up like around this, like on the edge of it, <laughs> and it's closer to where it's actually like put in, like nailed in and stuff. Sure. Gon studied engineering in more... high school. <laughs> you know what? Actually, no. Gon's not smart enough to do that. Gon just goes up the center. <laughs> you're, you're right, Owen. You're right. I wasn't. That's not what I was trying to say. No, but, but you're right. He, he wouldn't have the intelligence to think of like something like that. So Gon is going to just go up the stairs. Okay, so I think this is probably a good time around. Do you want to show the map so we've got a good idea of what we're working with? Um, as you're working your way up the stairs, um, you you can kind of see you're approaching a window. And the window has been half blown open, it looks. The glass has been smashed and there's only a few panes still in. And as you're walking up the stairs, gone because you're the tallest, you can actually peek in. And in the darkness, what you're seeing is a workshop. There's one door to the north, which leads out onto the platform by the looks of things. And the workshop, although there's snow dusting across the tables, looks very, very serviceable. In fact, it's not just like a tinkerer's workshop. But there's also like a smithy and a forge there as well. Hmm. And that's the, uh, the room you can see kind of in the southwest of the map. Okay. Done. Do you want to maybe just give me a give me an old boost and I'll go in the window? Yeah, sure, we can do that. <laughs> Gone, kind of like foots her up, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Little whoosh. And what window is it that we're seeing, Joe? Sorry, the um, it's the one in the sort of yeah southwest. Okay. Um, so as you you carry on as you as you push your way in, uh, Disa. You, I'm just going to perched st- in the window. I'm not jumping onto the oh, Okay. <laughs> standing with my feet on the window ledge like this. Okay, so from where you're stood, that, that's what there seems to be. It, it's a very serviceable, if snow-covered, workshop. Mm. It so looks the like roof a family of squirrels has taken up residence in a bookcase. Don wants to talk to them. No. <laughs> <laughs> you like squirrels. <laughs> Is the roof, so the roof is gone from this room then, is it? No, the roof is actually still there. But it's snow covered. Yeah, it's all blown in through the smashed window. Oh, okay. Um, I poke the ground immediately below me with my rapier. It seems to be about as solid as the, the rest of it so far. If it's taken my way, it can take yours. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean... What do you think? Should I should I head in and try and maybe just shout for Macrevious? Mm. Uh, I think Macrevious. Yeah. Is there some lad called Macrevious in here? So you like, It doesn't look like there's anybody <laughs> no. in here as Alpha. Like it, there's squirrels, there's snow and stuff. I, well, I mean, this is the mission. We've we've got the supplies here. We could go find this book that might save the world. That might be pretty interesting, just for science reasons. Oh, Dan, maybe you, maybe you could uh, ask the squirrels. Sure, I can. The, squir- I can the squirrels have scuttled off. I'm not doing any more animal. <laughs> <laughs> also, just 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 because I don't want like people to get annoyed. Uh, be- speech of beast and leaf. I, they can't talk back to me. I can communicate with them, like, and I, uh, something that I want them to do, but they can't talk back to me. I can't. That would be beast speech, and I don't have that. You're such an honest player. I would just like cheese that the whole way. It's it's very, it's very strange. The rabbits talk back to you. They must. I know. Gone is like. (laughs) I mean, there has there has been rumors of a whole load of awakened animals across the dales. (laughs) Awakened rabbits. 
as if a, so druids have a power they can awaken animals and it's usually saved only for their own companion but there has been rumors across the dale of numerous awakened creatures turning up without a druid companion and it's very very strange so i think you have just found evidence of two awakened rabbits in the middle of an empty forest Ooh. fantastic so, yeah, very strange <laughs> All right. Um, moving things along. Um, <laughs> We're right away that one, lads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it at the time because you'd already gone into the rabbit voice. Anyway, back to the, back into the adventure. At, at this point, I think, so we're like, we've called Macrevious. People are farting around things. Elephants might be impatient of just like try and knock on the door. He's like, okay, so the, the only door, so currently you're on the kind of south southwest of it and the the walkway continues round the outside of the house and the next door is right at the northern side of the western wall so you've got i mean you've got probably like a oh sorry that thing 100 feet the... to uh to it's a traverse so is that a window then in, a, in the middle of the kind of big room on the west mm. yeah it absolutely is yeah okay oh there we go nice map readjustment there <laughs> so you've sort okay. of made your way um, up the first uh yeah okay, oh. let's what, what, what's the plan here guys what, what's the plan you're the one who brought us here. Surely you should be the one with the plan. I do you, have many plans. You are the brains, after all. You head a, you head in the door, and I'll stay here in the window ledge. Jeez, the most inconsistent accent I've ever done in my entire life. I'll stay here <laughs> on the window ledge, and uh, just so that nothing sneaks up on you while you're at the door, I'll just stay here, and you, you go there. All right? Uh, okay. I mean... I didn't know there was a risk of something sneaking up on me, but okay. I'm not worried. Okay. Always so, see ghosts. Is there, As... is there not always a chance of something sneaking <laughs> up on you? I'm so, very perceptive. Actually, I'm not very perceptive, but I, I believe I'm very perceptive. Okay, so you kind of make your way round the outside of the house, traversing over this kind of certainly rotten, but seemingly stable walkway. Hmm. And you reach the the edge of the walkway just before the door, and there is a gap of around seven feet where the boards have fallen down and that you're going to have to find a way of getting across this gap to get I to can the jump door. it. There I are believe. a number of windows if you I was want to say there, If there's a stage, window yeah. just to my right, like uh, Gon's just going to like put his elbow through it and try to climb through that. <laughs> <laughs> so as these dum-dums are jumping over a hole and elbowing windows, I'm going to take out my extendable little... Um, <laughs> Arrow thing. So it's about yeah. 10 feet, you said, is it, Joe? Or more? About 7 feet, yeah. I mean, as a level 3 rogue, I did get second story work, so I can jump with an additional 3 feet of length. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, so, I mean, it sounds like Zalfiz is... Um, so it's the sort of northern part of the map. Zalfiz is sort of poking the, the wood beyond with a, with the pole to see if it, it collapses. And mm-hmm. it, it doesn't. So you extend your pole, it doesn't collapse. Um, Graham, are you going to go for this jump? Yeah, yeah. but I'm going to have a bit of rope on me, and I'm going to tie it on the one end and then i'm gonna jump can over i still see hand. them from the window ledge i'm perched on and i still yeah see them yeah i think so yeah you can see all this mm-hmm. okay so I'm Graham, just uh, give me getting that, ready uh, with featherfall uh athletics <laughs> role Ooh, athletics why did i get myself into this if you're not i've got it um so athletics is plus one so that's 15 15 is good enough. You leap across the chasm and you land on the other side and it does shake for a moment and you do think that although it's holding your way, it won't hold much longer. Mm. And you kind of reach up and grab onto the door and it just kind of opens. It's not locked. And you kind of fall in and as you kind of fall into the door, the whole um, walkway collapses underneath you. Thank you so much for listening. We do hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back very soon with more Rhyme of the Frost Maiden and more Two-Headed Serpent. If you can't wait that long, then the next episodes have already been posted to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash how we roll podcast. For $5 a month, you get access to you get early access to all our uh, episodes and you also get some Patreon-only content, such as The Space Between with Scott Dawood as Keeper and Cult Divinity Lost. 
Not only that, but you directly keep the show going. We absolutely couldn't release weekly and we probably couldn't do the show without the support of our patreon so thank you all so much so thank you to all of our patrons and to our newest supporters russell lee and john hunter thank you guys um we we want to say a couple of thank yous before we go as well we want to thank you thank battle bards um for their support many of the music and sound effects you hear in the show come directly from battle bards so please do check out battlebards.com and we also want to direct you to does it roll is our brand new twitch stream so it's twitch.tv forward slash does it roll and we're currently streaming every Sunday at 8pm I believe on December the 5th is our next stream which is actually a Saturday and we're looking at doing a Call of Cthulhu stream so check out our social medias for announcements there that is all from us thank you again for listening and see you all soon